0: Welcome, Speak listeners. I'm so excited for you to listen to this upcoming episode with Cliff McGee. It is a very special one. I'm purposely releasing this around Valentine's Day as we do speak about some sexier things. And with that, I would like to tell you before you get into the episode, it is explicit. Be mindful of two things. Number one, that I do not censor my guests. I think it's really important to give them a platform where they can really speak how they speak. And I want to be mindful that I've recommended this podcast to many different age groups and also parents of students I teach. So with that, at your own discretion, enjoy the episode and subscribe. Hey guys, my name is Galit Friedlander. I've worn many hats in the dance world over the last 15 plus years, and have created Dance Speak as a platform for people in the dance industry to share their stories and blueprints for success. So listen up and get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and get personal with the people behind the movements you love. I'm sitting here with Cliff McGee, also known as Clifford McGee,
1: <laughs>
0: but... He told me people only call him that when they have a crush. So I was like, I don't make it awkward. <laughs> uh, credits include You Got Served, working with Christina Aguilera, Usher, Neo, Missy Elliott, B2K, dancing on Dancing with the Stars, acting in Be Cool, You Got Served, Weeds, right? Right, yes. right, right, right. And the way we know each other is through actually our videographer Jonathan. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you so yeah. much for coming here. Thank
2: you for having me. Dope. Yeah.
0: What's something that people don't know about you?
2: Um, People might not know that I am... I think people know everything about me. They know I'm You're crazy. Like, yeah, the... <laughs> I think I'm one of them people like, you know, people ask about Cliff, oh, he crazy. You okay. know, I'm fun, I like to have fun. I'm focused. Like, Mm -hmm. people know, like, they see, like, I'm heavy, heavy heavy-duty, like, focused dude. Do you,
0: uh, sorry to cut you off, do you have a daily ritual or, like, something that...
2: Oh, yeah. Every morning, I eat a peanut butter sandwich. Why? I love peanut butter
0: sandwich.
2: (laughs) On a sandwich slim. Gotta be the slam sandwich slims, though. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and I make my peanut butter sandwich, so, like, I take the sandwich slims, I put the peanut butter on one side, right, then I put the peanut butter on the other slice of bread, and when I put them together, I then put peanut butter on top.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: I love peanut butter.
0: I really want one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you get into dancing? What was your training like?
2: Um, I didn't really have any, like, formal training. You know, like, I'm okay. from St. Louis.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: my school, my high school would have these talent shows. And me and, like, one of my homies, we would do all the little hood dances and stuff. So we'd like, yo, let's get in this talent show. And we connected with these other guys, started a little high school group, and then we would just rip all the talent shows
0: it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, how often were you dancing? Because there's such a, such a world of dancers who, like, quote, unquote, didn't train, but mm-hmm. train all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, how often were you dancing at that point?
2: I mean, we was doing it every day, but we was doing it in a garage or in somebody's living room. You know what I mean? Like, it was never— I, First time I stepped into a dance studio was—I was a professional already. The yeah. first time I ever stepped into—and I moved to L.A. when I was 18 to mm-hmm. dance professionally, right? 18 was the first time at an actual rehearsal that I ever... I was It was weird the first time I had to use a mirror. Yeah. The first time I was in a dance studio with a mirror, it was weird to me. I was like, what is this shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I didn't understand it. Like, I'm for real, for real not trained. And I didn't take class when I came to L.A. either. I would, I would take some of my friends' classes, mm-hmm. like, to have fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was it like on that first like professional job that you did when all of a sudden you have these different elements that maybe you didn't have when you were in a garage or
2: well the dope thing about it my first first artist i ever danced with was genuine right hey.
0: um,
1: like i
2: did like some videos like some small jobs not not small at all like mm-hmm. i did the will smith why West video but you couldn't see me in them you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i did like all these videos you couldn't really see me in them right mm-hmm. and then genuine so there's something else we could talk about too yes it's,
0: Oh, the heights height
2: and, and yes. aesthetics and all Can that. Can we
0: talk about that now? Oh, like,
2: oh so get this. Okay. So Roro, you know Roro, yeah, is, right? Yeah, I love Roro. One of my biggest inspirations, right? Legend in St. Louis. He was choreographed for Genuine, right? And he had these other three guys in there right so I was there just watching just watching sucking it all taking it all in you know what I mean and so like they went on break he went they went to lunch so I'm in the room they playing Genuine songs I look up to Genuine a lot you know coming back in the day he was the man so I'm in there I'm dancing Love and Genuine. right after right after lunch or something bro came back and was like nigga what you do I was like oh shit what you mean like, I didn't do nothing he was like I want you to dance for him." He straight up told me to fire somebody, dog. You know, Ro, you know how he talks. The man told me to fire somebody, dog. You know, so then next thing you know, I'm, I'm dancing with Genuine. Oh, and my God. And he's tall as hell. How tall is he? He's six something. He's tall as hell. And the other dancer was tall as hell. And then you got me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. And his Genuine's rugged. Like, his stuff is, back then, he was just, it's all about feeling good and having fun. So
0: Is this like pony days?
2: Pony, no, this was yeah, hundred percent one days. This is uh, what's so different? So anxious days. Mm-hmm. This was so anxious. Yeah, I was I was wilding on the road. <laughs>
0: Ooh, Eighteen, fresh out of the loop. What was that like? I haven't had that many like masculine tour dancers that I've interviewed. So like, what was that like?
2: There's something else we could talk about. Oh my let's god, let's talk
0: about it right now. So
2: <laughs> it's so funny because I. I love everybody. I got friends with everybody. Yeah. It's the dance industry, just so gay people everywhere, right? Yeah. And I would always have these conversations with like the feminine male dancers. You know what I mean? The, you know, the yeah says the yeah. You know what I mean? I have these conversations with them all the time. I'm like, you know what I miss? I miss when I couldn't tell who you slept with when you went home. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't. I love what you do. You know what I mean? But I miss seeing those dancers because that's what inspired me. You know what I mean? Like I, I you know. I remember watching the Velvet Rope Tour, you know, rest in peace, Michael Andrews. Like, you know, I, I would watch these tours and Rob Vinson, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Michael Andrews, like watching, watching, and then even watching Tice and Gil, like, I was just completely inspired. But Dancing with Genuine was full-on sex. It was full-on stripper. You know what I mean? We was like male strippers up there. It was fun. It was good to be up there and let all your I can't testosterone have a smile
0: that's so bad. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, let all your testosterone out. But I was inspired by, you didn't know who what people did when they went home. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody, you know, like, you believed that if you was dancing with a girl, oh, he might be fucking her. There Mm -hmm. was no question about, man, I know he ain't fucking that chick. That didn't look like, you know, it wasn't none of that going on, you know. It was like, oh, he fucking shot (laughs) You know what I'm saying, or they probably, you know, <laughs> that's what I came up with. And now it's nothing like it, and it's missing nowadays. Yeah, even from the straight dancers.
0: What happened? And I know what you're talking about, because like I'm, if I see a performance, I want to feel what's being put out there. And it's like sometimes I see dancers and I'm like, I feel like you're feeling yourself, but
2: that's all they're feeling is themselves.
0: So what happened?
2: I, 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 <laughs> I wish I knew because, yeah. you know, the movement is there for it, it's the same thing. I think that happened with the gap between uh, this new newer generation and my generation and those before me is everybody has their phone in their hands. But nobody's looking to see what came before them. They're looking at what's mm-hmm. hot right now. And that's it you know meanwhile when i was dancing with genuine i knew who everybody was before i walked in the room and all we had was vhs's and and word of mouth to find out about the dancers that came before i don't think people are looking back to see movement and and movement just took over like it's a new way much love to this generation but mm-hmm. everybody dances the same you know if i don't know who these dancers are i can't with a professional eye Mm-hmm. Look and tell the difference, and that's not hating. I can't look and tell the difference a lot between hardly anybody nowadays. All the guys move the same. And I remember working doing this. Uh, I choreographed like a commercial a few years ago, right? And I remember having to coach a guy into grinding, but not being like dancery with the shit. Like, don't be a dancer. I'm so
0: mad how clear that was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm
2: like, I'm like, 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 you ain't gonna walk up to no girl and be like this for real. Like, you're going to be looking at her like I'm... Like, you got to be a crazy... Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what...
0: On a side note, some guys in real life do the side look, and that's when you are like, no... (laughs)
2: <laughs> I used to always... I used to make fun of the gay dancers like that. I used to be like, who... Because who, who, all the gay dancers in my high school, when the gay dancers dance, they tilt their head. They be like, up ah, 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 You know, all the gay dancers tilt their head. You know what I mean? So it's like... I'm getting so much trouble. <laughs> I, me too, but it's fun. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm, yeah. This is a fun, but you know, um, you know, I would like, you know... But I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what that is, you know? And I, I would have people tell me, say, Cliff, you know, I miss that movement, you know, where, where a woman could truly be, like, taken somewhere by watching a man be, like, really believe he's trying. I used to think different, though. Mm -hmm. In my mind is, I'm going to make you come from watching me. Forgive me, please. Like, that was my mentality back in the day. You're going to, I know you're wet. I know you're thinking about me. You're going to think about me when you go home tonight. You're going to think about me next week. Because I'm about to give this to you. Like that's the, that's, that's the, when you walk on stage with all that and just let it be, you walk on all, on stage with all that shit and just let it be. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I don't think guys have that anymore. You know, I, it's, it's too much and six a seven and two people too much worried about that shit, you know? So I don't know, but I was a freak growing up, you know?
0: I think, I mean, so what I think of is, so I grew up in New York mm-hmm. and a lot of the dancers that, for me, I was like, I'd fall in love when I saw them dance. Mm-hmm. It was because there was something beneath it. It was like that they started dancing because they want to get chicks' attention, or like, yeah. like they actually was like an intention behind it of like, no, you're gonna notice me, or you're gonna want me. Yeah. And versus just moves. So yeah. That's what it seems like.
2: No, and the same thing with the women. I can notice the difference when a woman is th- has learned. I'm, I'm, I mean, let me say this right. So I'm but I can tell the difference between a woman dancing like, you know, like the gay community or a woman dancing, you know, truly from her, her yoni. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, Shout there's difference. you know what I mean? Or does she use that word? No. Oh, but, but she's she'll, like, she's, like,
0: she'll say dance from the puss. Dance
2: from the puss. Exactly. People like her, you know, she's a prime example. She's yeah. the queen. Like I've had people tell me before, like, oh, i like, you got to if you ain't taking a Francis class, you tripping. Yes. You're tripping. I've worked with her for years with, with Beyonce and Destiny's child. I've I've seen, I've watched her for years, you know. She 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 is the epitome of that. Not that not that a gay man can't, because you got James out there who worked with Beyonce as well. We have Ramon and jante These are amazing choreographers. I love Ramon. These are guys and I look up to. You know, I I look I love Ramon. Yeah. I would never. I I love and Jante. Now and, and and what's the? I just met this guy Darrell Bullock. Right? Yeah. Fucking love Darrell, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's hilarious. He's funny. He's he's comfortable with who he is. You know what I mean? And I like you know guys like him guys like Gabe you know what I mean like he he died as well used to dance with Britney back in the Mm -hmm. day like you know I love having conversations with people Mm -hmm. so like I talk to everybody and I ask questions you know I don't care who you are where you're from what your religion what your race is I'm gonna ask you if I'm curious about you I'm gonna ask you about you you know what I mean and I've asked these questions to certain like of my gay friends like I know you so like 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 how do you feel like what and then Darrell I never get he told me he's like well I don't like when people say masculine he said because I am a man I am masculine right he broke it down to me in a way that made me be like you know what I respect it, and I get what you're saying and I might not articulate it the best way but he understood what I meant that I was missing as as the guy that I am you know what I mean and so yeah it's it's yeah it's all love
0: that's so dope yeah. I'm like even I'm still in the <laughs> in the moment of you making a woman feel a certain way I'm still you know there but yeah um who are some of the dancers and choreographers that you were looking up to as you were doing your homework and getting into the industry
2: I was looking up to, of course, Roro, because he was close to comfort. Uh, Sleepy, Swoop, Punch and Goofy, Ed Moore. Um, there was... Uh, you had... I didn't... Fly, mm-hmm. Todd. Flying Todd, they were choreographing for Usher back then, and Chris Brown when he first started. Rich in Tone. Um, um, and then you even had... When AJ, Achman... Um, who else uh, of course then once I got out here that's when I learned about Frank Gatson I loved I worked with him for years I loved his work ethic with Zero and Jamal uh, you know I liked, I liked some of everybody's work and that was always one of my goals as mm-hmm. a dancer is to, I want to work with everybody
0: that's so dope
2: I wasn't one of the ones to be at a click you know like a lot of people like only work with certain choreographers you know what I mean it's like this is their you know I wanted to work with everybody, and I, mm-hmm. I did, you know?
0: What's the first truly challenging job that you felt like you were on where you had to prove yourself?
2: Janet Jackson.
0: Okay, can you tell me about that?
2: Because I wasn't trained. It was mm-hmm. the simplest move, right? It was, it was the little snap, snap, snap move on, on doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. And I kept doing, like, my, 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 my foot was going out, right? And I remember Seanette coming up to me. Seanette her mm-hmm. legend, kept coming up to me saying, passe, you got a passe. And I was like... The fuck is passe. You know what I'm saying? Like she yeah. was like, Cliff, this is passe. She was like, Don't worry about it. When you go home and you get in the shower, just shower like this, passe. Wow. I did that for like the whole week. You know what I mean? So for me that was challenging. You know what I mean? Um, it was Janet, it was a different you know, it was real clean. You no, know, Marty, Kudelka, you know, and Seanette and, and Gil, they choreographed that. And, you know, that's all about being precise precision you know and i was i'm from a rough and rugged world kind of you know what i mean so it was an accomplishment for me but it was challenging you know what i'm saying so that was probably one of the most challenging and then frank gatson hired me for a jazz job like it was full-on jazz you had like rj and tice and keith deorio and all these like amazing jazz dancers and me Never, 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 you know, and the whole thing was jazz. He was like, but Cliff, you can do it. I love Frank for that. Confidence. He believed in me more than I believed in myself. He was like, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. You can do it. I swore I was going to get fired. He actually fired somebody, and I thought he was going to fire me in front of everybody, but he fired somebody else. And the hardest thing for me to do was a damn pencil turn.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I couldn't do a double pencil turn. Mm-hmm. I, it took me forever to get the double pencil turn, but I did a double pirouette Sinead Axel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was able to get that, but I couldn't get a simple pencil turn, mm-hmm. right? And it was for Tony Braxton. I forget what award show it was. But yeah.
0: So what did you do? Or like
2: I fought through it. Yes. It was stressful. You know what I mean? I was used to, you know, I was the young cat. Oh I learned it through a couple of times, bah bah bah. I got it. I'm gonna go chill in the back, focus on it. I go home, I ain't practicing nothing. I come back the next day and I I'm now it's funny, I'm that dude. I would see all the older dancers and they're like
1: <laughs> going
2: over they shit and I'm a young dude, like look at you. You know what I mean? Like, they memory bad. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And it ain't their memory bad now that I know. that <laughs> you want to know you can do it. But, yeah, I was, that, was just, that, was, that was a stressful job for me.
0: Oh, my God. Were you always good at retaining choreography?
2: Always good at retaining choreography. <laughs> I can look at it and catch it in two seconds. Yeah. That's so yeah. dope. And I like to the point when I was in auditions, I was known for murdering auditions, too. I would destroy auditions, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wouldn't learn it until they start doing it fast because I hate learning slow. Because then I overthink it. Like, I, I hate learning choreography like, and one. Then you turn your knee and go in and two. Like, I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, show me to the rhythm. I need the music. Go, da, 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 And let me catch, Bap, da, 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 cha. You know, because if you're showing me one, and then this is an and two, we and a three E and, <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you do it, I'm a, like, I can't speed that up. Yeah. So I would even fake it, like, in rehearsals. If, if they were teaching the rest of the choreography that way, I, like, I would just fake it and kind of not pay attention until they start doing it fast. And then I'd clean myself later.
0: That's so dope. So what was your process like when you were in auditions? Because I'm sure dancers right now want to know.
2: Seek some... and destroy. Okay. Seek and destroy. Seek and destroy.
0: You had that mentality the whole time. Seek
2: and destroy. And I knew when I had... I knew I was going to book an audition mm-hmm. because the other dancers would walk up to me and say, oh, shit, you here. Man, when I saw you walk through the door, I knew either all of are joking you just gave me your power mm-hmm. and i'm i'm i receive it seek and destroy
0: so you feel like it was a men- i mean you're clearly so talented but also part of it was the mentality
2: all mentality yeah all mentality because again i was still fighting against the odds because i'm short mm-hmm. that's another thing like i don't believe in that whole aesthetic everybody needs to be the same height bullshit my favorite cast of dancers ever they never matched the Velvet Rope Tour, all the guys, they didn't match. Me on the Beyoncé Experience Tour, we didn't match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Usher's favorite cast to me, Fly, Roll, Moody, and Todd. They never matched. They was all over the fucking place. Fuck that hype shit. I hate it. And I went in the auditions seeking to destroy.
0: That's so dope because, I mean, I'm five too, Like, yeah. you know, um, that's... Mm Dope. and did you ever feel like on a job like you had to do any like tricks or anything to make up for height or spacing or
2: I never needed to make up for anything Mm -hmm. it's your fault you don't see me for what I am that's how I viewed it there was I never had to prove to them my you had to see it It ain't my fault you don't see it I'm me I've been I've been I've been this height since I was in sixth grade damn it you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying probably I ain't grown, ain't gonna grow. If you can't see my talent, fuck you. That was always my mentality.
0: Oh, my God. I that's kind of how
2: I got the Beyonce tour.
0: And I remember seeing that footage. Um, I had the DVD of it while I was on a tour. And just it was like we had so much travel time. I just went through it over and over again. And that was so dope to see you kill it. It was during one of the freestyle like breaks.
2: Oh, for you guys, sir? No, what was it for?
0: No, it was Beyonce. Um... It was, like, you and three guys, and, like, there was a point where you, like, pretend you're a car. Oh, yeah, 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 a little dance <laughs> break,
2: a little dance yeah. break thing, yeah. But
0: I remembered it, and I was like, yes, like, he's so murdering it. He's perfect at what he's doing. It makes me feel more confident in myself, so thank you for that.
2: You're welcome. But guess what? What? I didn't get that tour. I was never supposed to be a dancer on that tour. What? I was assistant choreographer for on that tour until maybe a week before the tour started. Oh, my God. We were on stage. Frank Gatson can attest to this, right? We were on stage um and they were bringing in guys to find the last guy right they got me up there they wanted us i'll never forget beyonce was sitting out there in front of the house and we were on stage and they were like do upgrade you they had like three guys extra guys in there trying to find the last guy so i'm like okay it's gonna be one of these guys let me sit up here i'm going over the choreography i'm marketing the music stopped and she's like no i mean everybody full out i'm looking around like oh shit she talk. She talking about me, right? So I do it again, and I'm just kind of chilling. And the music stopped again. She said, "Everybody, full out." Now this is this is the queen bee. Mm-hmm. So I feel it, but at this point, I'm getting pissed. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, and I don't know if it was her, if it was collectively, he's too short. Because all the women were tall as hell. She's big as hell, you know. And it's like you can't have no little man trying to do all this. That's what they're they're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So I got pissed because in my mind, it was like, you see my talent, you you guys collectively recognize it you've made the choice not to have me don't force me to audition if i don't want to ask me if i want to audition do
1: you mm-hmm. know what i mean
2: that was how i took it you asked me you know what i mean and so i went down there and i cursed frank out frank always remind me of this i was in his ear you motherfucker don't you ever motherfucker have me auditioning i ain't your motherfucker he was like beyonce whisper you, you cliff you're doing the tour i was like oh <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and I calmed down. I had to get my passport stuff together, but it was because you know it was all a height thing, you know. But it never bothered me. Mm-hmm. My height doesn't bother me. I understand that it takes other people some time to get past
0: it. Though. Tell me a little bit about working with Frank because I've usually heard when people speak about working with him, there's a lot of respect and a lot of like, oh, don't mess up. And
2: well, I've never had a negative experience mm. with Frank. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is like Yoda Mm. in this business, you know, and he's so raw and so real. He reminds me a lot of myself because I say stuff that might come back to bite me in the ass, and you don't mean no harm by it. It's just you, just kind of blunt.
0: Yeah, you
1: don't have
2: no filter, right? Yeah, Frank is that person. Yeah, but his work ethic, his his knowledge, and his just his his way of thinking is 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 is, you, you can't you can't pay for that. Like, you can't, you gotta be around it to kind of get it. Like, he's amazing to work with, you know what I mean? And he gets a lot of slack, you know what I mean? He would, I remember, you know, I would get warmed about him before I even worked with him from the agents. Like, oh, be careful with that Frank, he's, you'll get money and this and this. And I remember, Frank would always tell you in rehearsal, yeah, I know the agencies hate me, that's because I'm a real motherfucker. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and you know... They shouldn't get your money if they do this, 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 you, you know, and he would be right. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the more, you know, my career went and, and all this, I realized he would be telling the truth. And, you know, a lot of dancers might do a job for him that wasn't paying so great. Mm-hmm. And then the, all of a sudden the word would go around. Oh, he's having people do these cheap jobs. And this thing is like, look, first of all, this is a black artist, not a white artist. The white artist got that budget. This artist don't. Now, if you're going to accept the job, accept it. But afterwards, don't go fucking complaining to everybody saying, Frank, had you do this. You didn't have to. You chose to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I respect that. And I, it, 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 it taught me something, too, about, you know, you don't, I don't need to be paid perfectly on every job, right? I'm not, and it's a balance between knowing your worth. And saying oh the, I'm, I'm shitting on the industry because I'm doing this job for cheap and, yeah. and they can afford it like it's a balance between that because you can either do one job you can either say no to this one job you know that's not paying that much or say yes to this job that's not paying that much and then have work with this artist and this choreographer for the next 10 years and make hundreds hundred thousand dollars.
0: How do you know like how do you know when to say yes when to say no on the lower paying jobs? It,
2: it's a lot. You know, it depends on the job. It depends on the artist. It depends on the choreographer. Because nowadays you do have... There's not as much money going... Well, I shouldn't say that. It depends. Yeah. It, it really depends. I think that's a personal thing. You know what I mean? It really depends. Because yeah, granted, I'm not... I, the things I would say yes to working with Frank, I'm not going to say yes to for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah. But then again, I have, what, 17, 18 years in this business that I've worked with him pretty much all that time. Who am I to say no Mm -hmm. at those times? You know what I mean? Regardless of what it is, man. They only saying they only got this much, much. Okay, cool. I've always gotten paid. I never had to chase a check. So why wouldn't I trust it? That's the difference between, you know, someone else asking me to do something, you know, and, you know, there's a difference. And I've turned down jobs. Mm -hmm. I turned down choreographing the commercial. I turned down a good, like, 10 grand in my pocket solid because I would have had to pay the dancers like $300. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I work too hard in this business, to now be the guy asking dancers when I'm not, it's not like I'm going to be having commercial jobs every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be choreographing like that. So they're not building a rapport with me. Mm-hmm. And I passed up to 10 grand. Good for you. I don't know how good it was because I missed that 10 grand. I yeah. was like, oh, was but no, it was cool because I was, that's, I was acting. So I was doing, I, I just booked uh crowd Uh, recurring on that show nice so it kind of balanced out Mm -hmm. but i remember like i had to have some integrity for that because i couldn't i couldn't be that guy that nobody nowadays really knows asking a bunch of dancers to come and do a commercial the total they probably would make was five hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars i couldn't do
0: it yeah well you're following your gut and your ethics so Mm -hmm. like i respect that for what it's worth it's not ten thousand dollars but i respect it yeah As a seasoned vet, what advice would you give to up-and-coming dancers who grew up watching you?
2: You know what? I used to have a lot of advice, but the game is so different now, Mm -hmm. I really don't know what to tell them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with social media and the way things are now, it's like, and I don't know what dancers' goals are. You know, my my goal, the goals are different. You know, I always wanted to be on tour. I always wanted to be on DVD. I always wanted to do, you know, videos with big artists. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these kids nowadays, their goal is to just... And I say just because I don't, it's not my passion. They just want to be on YouTube. They want to be popular. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to do great. They want to create content, which to them means a lot. Much love to you. But as far as career, I don't know unless you want to do what I did, you know. And then to that, I would say to the short guys, quit dancing short. Quit thinking you're short. Quit calling Mm -hmm. yourself short quit quit that stop that first dance big look at the big guys i always looked at Fly. I was looked at rob vincent michael andrews i looked at guys who danced big you know what i mean because i have i have i do have a height issue i don't know how short i am i don't realize how small i am until i see myself on tv sometime i'll be like damn be <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there you know yeah. to the short guys i would say that and 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 work with some of everybody you know uh don't be stiff but as far as career goes I don't know it's so different It's so different nowadays
0: What do you think you would have wanted if you were like 20 right now do you think you would have maybe not gone into a dance career or like what would it have looked like for you if we just played for 10? Dance
2: dances dance 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 is the shit man you yeah. know what I mean like it, it got me through so much. It was the reason why I got to St. Louis. Like my mom died when I was like 14, right? I'm sorry. So like I, it was it was the it was all I had. It was mm-hmm. everything. That's why I think one of the reasons probably why I danced with so much passion and emotion. Like it's all I had. Like it was you know how it's like you hear the story of to get out the hood, the guy came. You play ball, you jump shot, or you, you, mine was dance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And rapping and acting, everything that I pursued. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes from somewhere exactly what's the toughest audition you've ever done
2: there were no tough auditions
0: damn it you were gonna say that really there were no
2: tough auditions not to me Janet was nervous
0: how many days was that or maybe two days I don't recall exactly
2: but I, I like I said seek and destroy mm-hmm. all I cared about was how I felt doing the choreography that's all I gave a fuck about and it's weird cause I need to I had to, like, take that in acting, you know, because in acting, after you do that audition, you might have the best audition in your life. Doesn't mean you're going to get the job. Mm-hmm. It can be the same way with dance. You got to leave and let it go, you know. That's kind of how what I definitely did with, with, with dancing, you know. I didn't believe. No weakness, like the little dude going around on, on the Internet. No weakness, man. That's, <laughs> that's how I was with dance. I was a monster seeking destroy. monster seeking and destroy, always.
0: Did you have any insecurities as a dancer back in the day?
2: As far as, my, as, as far as me personally and my craft mm-hmm. and how great I wanted to be like this guy named Rhythm I looked up to people don't really know who Rhythm is he was another short dancer could do everything right um, like I never felt like I could live up and be as great as freestyler or swoop or command and make mm-hmm. me feel the way certain guys made me feel certain dancers made me feel when they dance like that's, that would be my only insecurity but if you could call it insecure because it just made me want to strive for more and, and be better, work harder, work smarter. But there was never any insecurity, you know. Once right before the Beyonce tour, but I'm that kind of dude, I you ain't gonna have me for long. Beyonce set us stood us all side by side and was like, I need all y'all had us take our shirts off and was like, I need all y'all to look like him and pointed to Tyrell. Now Tyrell was like this chiseled, you know, he still got it. He don't yeah. think he gotta be chiseled just you know, the girls loved them. Ladies love. them. You could have been there oh, cool, you know. What I mean? yeah. And she was like, I need all y'all to look like him. In my mind, I'm like, ever tell me to look like nobody. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was in the gym like this. Rah, 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 you know what I mean? I was in the gym going crazy, like got ripped. You know what I'm saying? So that was it. Like that was the only time, but it was like my body because there ain't nothing you can change right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was it. You know what I mean? That was the only time I think I could say I was like insecure. Because mm-hmm. I remember us having our shirt off at the time, and I was never like the body guy. I was the body for my for for me, but I was never like the big sexy guy. I was I was freaky. Women loved that, you know. I still had that internal shit, but I didn't always have the the man size, you know. So that made me go get my man size up.
0: Do you feel that like a... Do you feel like women? Uh, sorry, men get insecure in that same way that women can, because in society, women we have so much around weight and body type and. Do men get that as well or not as much, you think?
2: Well, now that I'm such an, like, an L.A. guy, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, no. I'm always, like, my daughter makes fun of me. She's like, Dad, you're worse than a girl because I'm always in the mirror. <laughs> That's one thing you might not know about. Oh, I'm always in the mirror. Like,
0: so I finally found the one thing oh, that yeah. people might not know about Oh, you. I'm
2: always in the mirror. Like, I was known, like, I, I'm always in the mirror. Every mirror I see, I'm looking at it like, <laughs> the dancing, the something, doing something. I'm always in the mirror, yeah.
0: And then what do you think was your thing, whether it's a phrase or a trick or something that you had that you would go to when you knew you had to show out? Like I know you always showed out at a thousand, but like if you had to step it up just one more notch.
2: I had a couple. One of my things was the split. I used I could do a bunch of things in a split. Like I used to do this uh thing where I would do a split and then jump around when I would be nasty I could split and vibrate my booty and I do this thing when I do like a split and I like come up like slow like I'm like pulling myself up but I like boom and, and slide all the way up uh, I had a couple flips I could do like like a, this like inverted back thing that I would do I had a couple of things I would do and I got like the vibrate shape, lift my shirt up, vibrate. I got a couple of things. Sometimes I would run and like flip off a mirror and audition. Crazy. Yeah. But I, I, ne- I was never the one to like try and run up to the front to get, every, to get the people's attention. You know, I learned this from Frank. If you're killing it, they will find you.
0: Mm. If you're
2: in it, no matter where you are, you will pull focus. You know what I mean? So yeah, I had a couple moves. But like, I wasn't, like, the super signature move dude. You yeah. flipped
0: off a mirror. like I didn't Once, know. though. I did that okay. once.
2: That was once. And I didn't get that job. Oh. I flipped off a mirror one time, and I didn't get the job. It was cool to have all my homies talking about how I killed the audition and did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, I never, I never, I didn't get that job.
0: What's the best piece of advice you were given in your career so far?
2: On tour, for, I'll start there. Many different ones. On tour, one was from Genuine. Don't be having no babies. <laughs> Don't be having no babies. Like,
0: there period there. in life or while well, on no, tour? No, while
2: on the road, you know. You know <laughs> strap it up. Keep all your money and your per diem hidden.
0: Mm-hmm. Strap it
2: up. Um, Frank Gatson, always be where you at.
0: Like, be present?
2: Always be present. Mm. That's how he put it, though. Always be where you at. Don't care what you want to be, what you're thinking about doing. Always be where you at because you might miss a blessing. You might miss something if you're too busy thinking about somewhere else. Always be where you at. Those are the two that, like, I can think of right now Mm -hmm. that, like, always stick with me, yeah.
0: I love it. Best life advice so far?
2: That I've gotten? Mm
0: hmm Or, like, one piece of life advice that you've gotten so far that really, like... I don't
2: know, man. My experience Mm -hmm. has been most of my life advice. Like, I never had, like... Like, that was one of the issues I had. Like, I never had nobody really to talk to to give me life advice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big experience dude. Like, Mm -hmm. everything... My dance is my... you know, experience has been my teacher
1: mm-hmm. for
2: everything, you know. So my life experience has been my teacher. I've never really gotten good advice from, you know, not like one piece. You know, And I grant it, it could be from everybody because I try to learn something from everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody I talk to, I try to learn something from, you know.
0: What's a piece of advice you'd give yourself 15 years ago, if you could now?
2: It'd be very specific.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When you were signed to J Records... You know, right before you was shopping your record deal, you had to meet with Jay-Z and L.A. Reid. Don't flip. Don't dance. Don't dance. Don't dance around like a fucking buffoon because they dig your music. You listening to your dumbass manager who knows nothing about hip-hop telling you to flip and dance. They're going to love you, man. They're going to love you. And I went in there and I flipped all over the place and they laughed at me. Mm. I would not have done that. But then again, I probably would have because I was signed to a horrible production deal.
0: Mm-hmm. I really don't
2: have any mistakes.
0: Do you mind speaking a little bit about that time in your life or, you know being an artist?
2: Yeah. Um, so in that transition, I've like quit dancing twice, right? Mm-hmm. Like I stopped. At which points? I stopped right before, right out, like a little bit after you got served. Right before uh, I was choreographing for Destiny Child with, with Frank, and then right before the Beyonce tour, I was signed to Clive Davis on J Records. Alicia Keys' label, Made. I got a song with Akon. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I was working with this artist. Um, Dave Scott was choreographing for. I worked with Dave Scott a lot. Mm-hmm. Much love to him. You know what I mean? And um, we were touring. Some producer came out to sign up to a U.S. deal. He was playing the drum. Me being my silly self. I'm in the back of his van. I freestyle for like a whole hour riding from the pyramids, to, to, you know, back to somewhere. And next thing you know, we got back to L.A., and he was like, "Yo, this producer want to meet with you." Long story short, he ended up signing me to a production deal, and then we went shopped a deal. I got a manager. I was in like Source Magazine, did like little promo tours and all that, and it was fun. Like I thought that was it for me. Like everybody thought it was it. Like especially mm-hmm. when they saw me the Source, the whole dance community at the time was like, "Oh, this nigga better be out of ego." You know what I mean? The yeah. Source was the Source was the magazine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I had a little mixtape out and everything, but you know that didn't it didn't uh, it didn't go so well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It went great, but it just wasn't. I wasn't ready. In hindsight, I wasn't ready at the time. Like, I didn't have the right people around me. Again, I didn't have the right people around me. And if I did have the right people around me, I wasn't, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Mentally, I wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a lot going on at that time. And I had a really horrible experience with music, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. When I work with a lot of new artists nowadays and I see that cockiness, it's funny. I really want to tell them, like, you're not going to make it. Which is fucked up to tell somebody. But you can tell nowadays. Like, you can meet these 15-, 16-year-old artists, especially having been an artist myself. I've been in the label meetings with the whole team playing my album, saying, we're going to do this with you, we're going to do that with you. I know what it is, and I, I can tell when things are on the right track and when they're not. And I look at some of these artists who get real cocky, and I'm like, dude, you, you, you just chill out. But that was a rough time for me. Probably mm-hmm. one of the roughest periods of my life because I was surrounded by so much lie and
0: deceive
2: you know the music is a different hustle
0: i'm sorry that you went through that and at the Don't same me. time well it's yeah it probably de- it develops you yeah
2: my has it really has
0: and i think that it's a really unique place that um dancers are in because we can sometimes in a non-attached way learn a lot about being the artist yeah because we work with different artists mm-hmm. and whoo yeah Who are some of the artists that you've learned the most from in terms of, like, hustle, work ethic, and what are some of the things that you got from that?
2: Well, Neo, Mm -hmm. Beyoncé, and G1, of course. Mm -hmm. First of all, Beyoncé's work ethic is like nobody And
0: if you can give, like, specifics? I will. Okay.
2: One of the things is, uh, if you've asked any of her dancers, especially, you know, they'll tell you, the girl don't leave the room to pee. Like, pre-having the baby, Blue, like, she doesn't, I don't know what it's like now, but she doesn't, I, well, when we did, I worked with, on her with what, Run the World, but that was before, yeah, but she doesn't pee. Like, she won't leave the room to pee. Like, she's in there. If the rehearsal's 16 hours, Beyonce is gonna be in that room 16 hours. You would Whoa. be like, yo, when did she pee? Like, when that would, that would be the joke, like, the girl don't pee. <laughs> her work ethic is nuts. Um, Neo is probably, like, Neo and Genuine are similar. Mm-hmm. Two of the coolest cats ever. You know what I mean? Just two of the most coolest, down-to-earth, regular dudes. You know what I mean? Just, I just, I just, one of the things I learned from Neo was his zen. Mm. Like, I used to envy his zen, his his ability to not get flustered, frustrated. He's just so calm. Like, I used to, like, I, I, I told you, that's why I'm glad music didn't work. I didn't know how to control all my emotions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, you know, I'm real quick to be like, hey, I don't, you know, this shit ain't, you know what I mean? But he used to just, and I've learned that. You know what I mean? After I saw him have that, like, I really started thinking in my life, okay, how can I not react so swiftly?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How can I let shit that... Because shit that burns me, I know that I don't burn him. Like, certain things people do, you know... Like, I'm from, I'm from the show. I'm, I'm from a place where you don't allow... You don't accept disrespect. I don't, I don't deal with disrespect well. But I'm different now. I used to snap real quick to it. Now I let it happen. And my mentality now is... I'm not gonna say nothing to you the first time. I'm gonna wait and see if you continue to do this. Because now I know you really think it's okay to do me this way. Mm-hmm. And I will never fuck with you again. It's done. And when I tell you about yourself, I'm gonna tell you about yourself. Because you didn't have to do me this way and you chose to continually do it knowing what you did. Mm-hmm. You know? I learned that from him. And genuine, man, he's just, believe it or not, I gotta say it this way he's just one of the realest niggas on the face yeah. of this earth he one of the realest niggas on the face of this earth he one of the realest most humble real fucking people you will ever meet you know what i mean like real life problems real life just honest with you like loyal mm-hmm. that type of loyalty don't happen like he performed at the greek what was it at the end of last year
1: mm-hmm.
2: yo cliff come on stage mm-hmm. i went on stage dance but he still got the same two backgrounds he's ever had mm-hmm. from the jump you know He's just a loyal, good dude that loves his kids. He loves his kids.
0: How many kids does he have? I'm curious, because he has baby-making music. So yeah, I, I plead the fifth.
2: It's that... a couple <laughs> of them out there. I don't, know, I don't know exactly. You know what I mean? So I don't know exactly. I mean, That's why he used to give me, man. Don't be having all these babies. You know what I mean? That's why I'm telling. That's why he used to tell me, so man, curious, strap it up. So
0: Baby-maker, make, baby oh, yeah. baby-making music. Yeah. Ah,
2: yeah. He used to always tell so me, dope. strap it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is the fun thing about tour that you're with the other dancers or that you get to be sexy and out there in the world in different cities and not
2: Well it's different for guys and girls maybe yeah, but we have one so much thing more
0: responsibility.
2: One thing the guys know is, is it's gonna be some fucking. You yeah.
0: know what I mean? That's the one
2: thing we know is gonna be some fucking. Okay, whether it's the ones you're with, like something that's like never you know, it's like never mess with a girl that you're touring with. It's gonna be drama. She's gonna start feeling the type of way, we should see what you know is what that I mean. true?
0: That is gonna be drama.
2: Usually it is. Okay. It's rare, it's rare that it's not. Usually it is because at some point she going to catch feelings. You know what I'm saying? And usually it always ends in some drama. You know what I mean? And because the guys, we know what it is. We travel in the world. We can go out there. We can have fun, sleep with whoever. You know, for the girls, it's different. Like, they can't, they're, it's not safe necessarily for them to just be out meeting random guys in every country that they go to. You know what I mean? Sleeping with them. And that, that's, a bit, that's a bit dangerous, you know? So usually they, they got that one guy on the road whether they got a man at home or not. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who dick the girl. And they cool there. And then eventually, you're living, you're essentially traveling the world and mm-hmm. living with someone for months on months at a time. Spending more time with them than you are than you are if you have somebody back at home. Oh, it's only, it's only, it's, oh, it's, oh, <laughs> oh. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the love blues happen on the road with folks. You know, I've never had that issue, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people fall in love. Oh. They'll talk about tour stories. I ain't going to tell those. Those will go to the grave.
0: Okay. But those, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Tour etiquette. Any advice you'd like to give around tour etiquette now that we're talking about?
2: Tour etiquette. Keep your bunk in your area Clean. Make sure your shoes don't stink. If you're touring and you got funky feet, just get some softener sheets. You know, the soft dryer sheets, and put them in your shoes. You know, um, I don't know. Tour etiquette is, uh, you know, um, be on time. You know, the worst thing that I would hate anybody hate is that late person. That person that's always missing the lobby call, always missing the bus call. You know what I mean? Be, be, you know, be aware of that. You know, don't be the one that's always in trouble, missing this, or always drunk and you know, mm-hmm. like. If you're going to party, be responsible, you know, because tour is all about partying. You know what I'm saying? Not all about, but you party a lot. There's nothing else to do. All you can do is find a bar, go to the hotel bar, find, you know, where somewhere to go and kick it. Be responsible. You know, I think one of the one of the things that everybody hates on tour is that person that's always late.
0: Mm-hmm. And and
2: not on their probably not on their job. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: Have you seen people kicked off tour for that? I'll never ask for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. I've seen people fired from many a tour from not being on tour.
0: And they just didn't, they thought they were, like, too good, so they wouldn't get, like, why would you do that? You work so hard to get on tour.
2: And it seems to be worse nowadays. Yeah? I, from what I've seen, I'm not even in a dance game, and I could count on one hand, at least four or five people that I know have gotten fired from jobs, even be, some some even before they started, for being late.
0: Mm, are we talking, like, five minutes, or, like, 20 minutes, or an hour?
2: Consistently.
0: Mm. See,
2: nobody, I don't think, has ever gotten fired for being late once. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the consistent just disregard for time. Get out of here. Tour, tour for me, was always the next level. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a next level, usually it was tour. Especially, well, I guess a lot of times it's the artists you're working with and the choreographers you're dealing with. You know what I mean? When you're dealing with certain artists, you know, it's, it's a certain level that you should always be at, that you always got to be at. You know what I mean? And, and you got to be on, you got to be on your point because it's a lot of moving parts to a tour. You know, even like working with Neo, you mean, or, or Genuine or Beyonce or whoever it is, there's a lot of moving parts. You don't want to be the problem and then don't always be the problem. You know? um,
0: can you recall like a very challenging performance that you had, like whether it be a last minute change or something on stage got messed yes. up? Can you tell me about that?
2: Yes, 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 yes. I was performing with Neo in Kazakhstan. Yes! <laughs> and my ass. <laughs> For some reason, forgot every single step of the choreography for like three songs. Three, mm. like it was the. I was up there looking at John. John was looking at me like, "Nigga, what are you going through? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, I'm sitting there like I don't remember nothing. Like to the point where I'm just freestyling. And then we do it We would do this part on single. That's like we a were,
0: big fear. Oh,
2: it's horrible. A oh, big It fear. was the nightmare. It, it doesn't it's end. It only begins. <laughs> okay. You know, like, you know how sometimes you have, like, this is the stage, and then there's a runway, right? We would run out and do this thing on single, right? And we run back, and this is the stage from the runway, and run it back from the runway, right? And we all go over, but my ass falls off the ramp, <laughs> off the ramp, and, and I crash into the stage. <laughs> So I'm hanging off the front of the stage. And this stage in Kazakhstan was lifted 13 feet off the ground.
0: I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. I'm, no,
2: it was funny. I'm dangling. All, and, and, and it's funny because afterwards, the, the tour manager told me, he was like, all you heard on the mic was, make a man bust his ass, you know what I mean? And all you see is legs kicking. And the funny part, John Silver, you know, John, he always make fun of me. Cause he was like, he looking at me and I was still trying to perform and be sexy while I was getting back up on the stage. They <laughs> Michelle'd me. Like Beyonce <gasps> and Kelly. Yeah, you know, I they, remember they, the moment they just I saw over. that. Mm-hmm. It was the same shit. They just kept going, which they supposed to do. Oh my god. And then I came out and I think I messed up with closer and champagne life or something. Oh, I was it was horrible. You
0: were just freestyling the whole time. Oh.
2: Oh, I was done. Do- I don't know what happened that night. I forgot everything. And we had been doing it for a year or more. I forgot everything. And fell off the stage. <laughs> I'm sorry. And bust my ass, crash, hanging off the stage. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Um. Does that happen to Does that happen to other? Because nobody ever talks about these things. Like, does everyone have their day where that just? I
2: don't know. You having that bad? I'm sure some people have. Usually, it's the fault of someone else. Like, this was all my fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was all my fault.
0: And what do you? what do you do after like how do you recover
2: you I mean if you if you recover like, you what, just keep going I just kept dancing I just kept going do
0: you have a talk with the choreographer like the choreographer like,
2: wasn't there I mean we would do it been on the road for a while and if the choreographer was there was what I'm gonna say what, yeah. what, what they gonna say I fucked up yeah I had a bad day so what yeah for me for me I can say that I had a bad day so what because I don't have me I, don't, I can't recall another one like that you know what I mean? Other than, like, one time I went out on stage, injured myself, couldn't come back out, had messed my knee up, right? Oh but other than that, like, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm on my shit. You know what I mean? I'm as on as my you're job. On
0: the, as long as you're on the stage and not hanging off. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was hanging off the damn stage. Oh. Damn. Off the stage. Yeah. It was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Um, can you talk about times when you stood up for yourself as a dancer where other people might be scared to?
2: Oh yeah, I was notorious for, I'm Mr. Speak Up, mm-hmm. I, was, I was that guy on the road, you know.
0: Why were you so fearless also, like what's behind that, because it's scary as a dancer.
2: Probably where I'm from, the way I was raised, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, I just wasn't raised to be nobody's, you know. Ms. Narch, you know what I mean. I remember watching guys like Emo, right, I remember one video shoot I was on and more like cursed out. One of the producers and the camera guy and walked and walked off set, right. Yeah. And I remember hearing some people like, "Man, that nigga crazy. He tripping." But then later, once I got the information, like he he was right for doing what he did. You know, a lot of times people talk to dancers crazy, and they mm-hmm. they, they talk to us like we're the help. You know, we at the bottom of the totem pole. You know,
0: working the hardest, working the hardest.
2: You know, so I I, I I've seen that a lot, and I would just speak up for myself. You know, one time I was on tour with the artist I won't say who, but uh, we hadn't gotten paid in like three weeks. You know what I mean? We supposed to be getting paid weekly. We hadn't got paid in like three weeks. I remember all the dancers, we were like, oh, yeah, well, we ain't going on stage tonight. Well, somehow the word got back to the artists and the management, and they came back like, we heard y'all wasn't going on stage. Like, what's up? Who said they wasn't going on stage? Y'all can leave right now. And nobody said nothing. And I'm on the road, too, with some veterans. And I was like, me? It was like, what? why, 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 why you why you being like that dog because we was close
1: mm-hmm. I
2: said we to be family this brother I said if we was brothers you'd make sure I was getting paid if we was family you know I got a daughter at home that I just had I need my money mm-hmm. I've been out here for three weeks dude like don't pull that like if you respect me and it's love you should understand where I'm coming from you know what I mean and then I never get one dude I went off on a pyro dude one time because the pyro like they were supposed to be doing a pyro test I used to be scared of pyro Okay, mm-hmm. I will tell you that I'm the well, dancer. Just
0: fire like really close to. But it's face. the concussions.
2: Like I'm on camera a few times, like you know, in the boom, and like you in a pose, and the concussion happened, and I jump. You see me flinch? <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, so but one time like he he something went off and I went off him. But then I also cursed out a tour manager one time. I won't say the artist because we hadn't had. Oh, the bus food was, like, really, really bad, Mm. and we had, like, an 18-hour drive or a 12-hour drive, and we weren't stopping until, like, the next morning, right? So, I remember asking her, are we going to stop for food? She's like, yeah, we'll stop for food, right? And her focus was she kept trying to make a certain time, right? And I asked her again, are we going to have food? She was like, yes, Cliff, we're going to have food. We're going to get food. Hours passed by, and we passed by all these little rest stops in the middle of boom, boom, dong, dong. And she's in her bunk. And I remember I knocked on her bunk like, are we going to stop from food? She just opened the door. Quit asking me about the food. We're not going to stop and get any food. And first word came on my mom, bitch, who the fuck are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wilded out on her. You yeah. know what I mean? And she was like, she was scared. She told her, she's going to kill me. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. I'm hungry. I'm, not only am I hungry, I'm not the person you yell at. Mm. I came to you nicely, and you lied to me, and you wanted me to shut up and go sit down somewhere. If that's what you wanted me to do, you should have said, Cliff, we're not going to stop to get food. I apologize. We, we, it can't, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. But you lied to me. And not only did you lie to me, you yelled once I kept asking you questions. And that's when I didn't have... I'd see, back then, I was like 22, 23, maybe. I really didn't have no type of, you know, nothing. I was like, first thing came out of my mouth, bitch, you a a butt, you know,
0: but... Well, when I get hungry, I do turn into a different person. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's like, if a car doesn't have enough gas in it, they're going to stop at a gas station, but a human that you're paying for their physical self, yeah. like, we need fuel. We need proper fuel.
2: Right. And, too, to say this, I eventually learned the proper way to address things, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't always me cursing people out, you know. I did, I I would start off most of the time, or all of the time, right, you know, Mm -hmm. having a decent, intelligent conversation. But it would just be those times when they would look down at me as a dancer and be like, dude, who the fuck, who are you, that I would, you know.
0: What's the proper way to bring something up like that? Like, if you're not getting paid on time, if you're not being fed, if you're not getting proper rest?
2: It's very simple. Just address it with the right, person you know the worst thing you want to do is talk about it and make it become a rumor Mm -hmm. make it become gossip make it become hearsay let everybody know except the person who needs to know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean when when something's happening with the dancers the band the camera people and the people local security know but you know management don't know that's bad you know don't ever be afraid to take it to the right people that you need to take it to and then if that's not getting done then then you go you take proper steps it's procedure if you do things the right way you'll get what you what you ask for you know dancers can be messy sometimes Mm -hmm. dancers can just
0: then it it becomes messy yeah yeah I don't know how to bring this up but there have been a lot of losses in the dance community and we were Mm -hmm. talking before about partying and I want to know What's happening, or whatever? And
2: are... you know, I really don't know it completely. You know, we have, we have lost some dancers due to you know like the complications with you know HIV or AIDS, and then we lost mm-hmm. some to to overdose. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I can only speculate, but there's no doubt in my mind. You know that a lot of it came from that tour life. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of things happen on tour. You're fun. You're young. You know, there's, there's drugs around a lot of alcohol, you know, and and depending on the artist, you know, there's a lot of drugs and and people, what they do in their personal life, a lot of it becomes lifestyle, which is why I said some of the best advice i ever got was, you know, strap up, you know, and I've been offered, like, drugs before I was even, you know, really knew what they were, you know, by certain artists, you know, or they would call, yo, we're in so-and-so's room, you know, bring coke, weed, X, whatever you got, we about to, you know. And I would hear stories later about what was possibly going down, you know. But I wasn't, I'm just not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was never that one to be like that, like, you know. So, I I don't know if that was the way with everyone. Yeah. But I do know, I'm pretty sure lifestyle. And, and a lot of people got personal issues, man. And um. personal demons, everybody's fighting a battle. And like I said, I know some of them probably had to do with the lifestyle that they've been living for a long time. And it can, kind of catch up with you. And a lot of it's just, you know, personal demons, you know.
0: Because the thing is, like, ah, I always wonder, yeah, like, with partying and, you know, is it, like, not getting enough sleep and doing certain drugs 20 years ago plus maybe heavy drinking and not being that healthy? Like, can that really lead up to, you know, someone passing at a younger age? Or is it, like, really going hard for 20 years? Or I'm, like...
2: I'm unsure, but I, yeah. I do think at some point, you know... Uh, our body is is amazing. The human body is is uh it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But you got to take care of it.
0: Yeah. And
2: you know like I don't drink now. Like I went. I, well, let me say this. I went a good two years no alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. And now I might drink on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Or if a moment I decide I might want a fellowship, I might have a drink. You know, but I, I don't like. I knew I had to slow down. Like I knew. And it was, I've only, I went hard a few, like one tour, but that's, I mean, that's nine months, two years straight of a couple of tours of, you know, heavy drinking and partying every night and no sleep and this and that, you know. And I, 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 I've had, be honest with you, i never forget, I had a scare on the road once, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was wilding, and I was like, man, I need to go, and all of them, I wasn't strapping up, you know what I'm saying? I remember coming back to L.A. being like, I gotta, I gotta go get checked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't know this girl' name. I, I, if I saw her, you know, if I saw her two months later, I wouldn't really remember what she looked like. I barely remember what the city was. You know what I mean? Like, and I went in it wrong. You know what I'm saying? I had a great time, but I went in it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've had a few of those. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being real. And I remember being like, man, like. Like this ain't cool, you know. And I remember coming back, checking myself, and like it was my conscience. Like I remember, like it being like I went and got me a hotel, and I stayed in the hotel for like this. Back when it took your age test, like ten days to come back. Oh damn! You know what I'm saying? I remember getting a hotel for like five of those ten days, being just just nervous. And what was fucked up is that it was age week on HBO. Like they used to do this thing. It was like aged week or something like that, or every day. It was I was just nervous as shit. You know I had I mean?
0: like Angels in America on. Uh, right
2: or something? You know what I mean? It was like this was like. Years years ago, but I it was it was scary.
0: Thanks for being open about that. Like so many people I know, they don't strap up. Like of oh, yeah. all like different backgrounds and anything. Yeah. So I'm like, generally people aren't. Then it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I hate
2: strapping up. Yeah. But I love to strap up. Yeah. Don't get I don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not, I'm not an angel. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I hate it. I love nothing like it.
0: Yeah. But
2: you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know I've I've seen I've, I've I got friends with stuff you know what i'm saying and they taking pills and nobody else knows that they might have like syphilis or this and that like when you think about it what's the statistic like one in five or something like that it's like if literally if you think about it if you think about it next time you go in an audition a dance audition think every time you count to five like one of them probably got something that will stick with you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. right like i don't know if that's the exact statistic but i know it's a lot when it comes to like stds and shit and you know I got a daughter. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just remember thinking like to myself like yo Cliff you can't you can't be fucking up. You know.
0: Do you mind speaking about fatherhood a little bit? I haven't of gotten course. to have a dad yet. I've had mm-hmm. some moms on the show.
2: Oh I love being a daddy. You know what I'm saying? My my, my baby girl she, she ain't a baby girl no more. She's 13. You know what, oh what I'm my saying? God. Oh yeah. We People think we're brother and sister because you know black don't crack. I feel like. <laughs> but you know it's like it's it's cool. I remember when I first had her this was this an interesting one. I was supposed to do a, a Christina Aguilera tour. I never forget. Um, I just had Genesis well did I just have Genesis yeah I just had Genesis and I was supposed to do the tour long story short they were like oh yeah everybody who's done the promo tour just come to the audition and we'll line you up with everybody I remember getting there being in a lineup and at the end I think Jamie King was the main choreographer Mm -hmm. and at the end like Jerry Slaughter came up to me and was like okay Cliff you can go I was like what it wasn't Jerry's fault. You know what I mean? Jerry, I love Jerry to death. One of, one of my favorite choreographers. Here, and I just got cut. And I think I just had Genesis, so like I needed the money at the time. But then again, that wasn't the tour for me problem. Anyway, I look at it like that. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: being a father is great. Um, it can be tough doing what we do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, yeah.
0: How do you find balance?
2: I just, it just, I have to. I'm, I love my daughter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I love being a daddy. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, I might. I need to find balance to do more stuff for myself. Like literally, I, my my friends be like, me. they know they never see me because yeah. if it's not work, if it's not if I'm not auditioning. Like I'm I'm I, like when I leave here, I'm going to get I'm going to get her. You know what I'm saying? I'm up every morning, six in the morning, taking her to school. You know, I had to try and push the time for this. Why? I gotta pick oh, up my daughter. Like I love my daughter. So yeah. she's first and foremost to me. You know, so. It hasn't really been crazy. Like when I first booked the TV show, crowded. I I remember. I remember. I didn't know what that was gonna be like. I remember telling mom, yo, she gotta stay with you for this first week, cause I don't know what these days are gonna be like. I don't know what these nights are gonna be like. I know every day I get a new script at night, and I need to know it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, like, and she cool. Like she, yeah.
0: That must be cool. Like, you must be the cool dad. I guess
2: <laughs> you know. She she enjoy. I mean, she she's a little Hollywood little thing now, almost oh, no. like you know.
0: Dad, can I get tour
2: merch? So-and-so's coming in town. Can I get me this purse? I'm like, man, what? Like, she, but she's cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. Can you talk about uh, transitioning into, like, choreographing more and into acting and mm-hmm. kind of when you knew each transition was your time?
2: Well, I never completely got... I never reached my full potential with choreography.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I never did. You know what I'm saying? Um, will I ever? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely never did. I was always assisting and, like, contributing you know what I mean? I did a few things on my own, but nothing to where I was able to truly establish myself as a choreographer. Mm-hmm. But I knew, like, after I did the whole Neo, like, one in a million, who was, like, kind of acting and everything, like, I always knew I wanted to act. Mm-hmm. But that's when I was like, you know, I have this thing, too, where it's like, I always wanted to retire from the game. I don't want the game to retire me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Floyd Mayweather with boxing. You know, I still have a lot to offer this game. I know I still do. And, I, I mean, I still do a dance job here and there. Um, and I know I can still kick ass, but I wanted to leave this game before before it left me. You know what I mean? So I knew I had to just kind of like say no to touring ever again and uh, focus on acting. You know what I mean? And there's nothing... I mean, when it comes to dancing, there's nothing I haven't done.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I thought about like, well, there's nothing else I can do that that's like, oh my gosh. Well, Super Bowl, I had never mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. But like little things like that. But other than that, like I was... Acting one hundred percent.
0: Wow, so was it like how did you know though? How do you know when it's like the game hasn't retired you and you're like, you know what, I'm really ready to get into acting?
2: Yeah. Well, because I just knew. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just one of the things where it's like, All right, I stopped before to do music, that didn't work, went back, ended up touring, lived in Japan for six months, touring with an artist, came back, did Neo, and then it was like Like I said, I I think at that time I was just hitting 30. I think I was 30 when I stopped, when I was like, no more auditions, no more touring, no more none of that, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, I just knew I had to. Again, I I wanted to retire from the game. I didn't want the game to retire me. Like, I never toured consistently enough. Granted, I worked a lot, but uh, believe it or not, none of that stuff was consistent enough Mm. for me to, you know truly, like, buy a home like I wanted to and do all these kinds of things. Like, again, I stopped dancing for, like, two years, like, pre-Beyonce. Like, after you got served right before Beyonce, I was like, that's a good two and a half, three years. Like the dance game didn't see me. They didn't see me at all. Were you, you know still, what I mean? like,
0: dancing on your own, like, just dancing, moving? Nah. Or? How on earth can you go from not doing anything to dancing with Beyonce? You're one of those...
2: I mean You one of those? Yeah. <laughs> I mean we i I don't dance. I don't dance in my off time. When I'm free, yeah. I don't dance. That's why it's like now I am at home. Yeah. I play some music, even a commercial come on. I'm dancing the Cause I want I'm, wanna, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna teach a class next yeah. month. one month after that. You know what I mean? Because I still got it. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't like no old shit. Like I still got it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, hey, yeah, I definitely wanna wanna see what that's like, hopefully if people wanna learn from me, you know. But yeah, and I just knew it was time and I love acting. Number one, there's no salary cap to acting. (laughs) Mm, There's a salary cap to dancing. There's no age limit to acting. And I love it. I love it. And all this emotion that I got, that I put in my dance, you know, I could put into my work as an actor. And I do, you know. And I love it. It's my day in and my day out.
0: I understand. I came from originally from acting and then I got more into dancing. Mm. But, yeah, performing, channeling, I think that's what it is. So how did you go about building your career as an actor?
2: Well, I start. I was doing like stand up, you know what I mean? I funny was a funny dude, you know what I mean? So it was like you know, i started you're like you were like I
0: was a funny dude. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean? I saw like do stand up, you know what stand-up I mean? Is so
0: tough. It, exactly.
2: And it was a kind of life and maybe I'm a maybe I'm a bit I like I love don't get me wrong, I'm one of the people I love what I do, but I don't love it that much. You know what I mean? Well, like stand
0: up is like if you like abuse.
2: Yeah, stand up <laughs> is tough and I enjoyed it. It was good therapy. Yeah. It's just like just like Ooh, I'm gonna say that about dancing later, cause um, some people might not like it. Okay. Um, but like uh, I knew I knew I had to do it. But then um, when I was doing music, um, there was this group of triplets, right? That we ended up doing a song together, but not even really working together. The producer put a vocal from my rap on another song to a song they did because all. All of us had in common the producer the triplets and me that our mothers had passed right Mm -hmm. so the song was like called way to go like that's what our mothers will be saying that's what they're saying us from heaven you know way to go right so long story short i stayed really cool with one of the triplets and her sister ended up being a talent manager you know and i told her i wanted to do stand-up and she went and told her sister was like well you know you know Abby, she's she's managing comedians and shit and i was like really so she's like all right fine she took the meeting and I went to meet, and I was like, I just want to act. I didn't have no credits, no nothing. She was like, All right. She said, I'm gonna give you a try. Don't fuck up. Don't make me look bad. I said, I won't. And been working ever since.
0: Oh wow. Yeah.
2: It was. I got. You know. It was a blessing. Got lucky. Now that we. You know. Reconnected with. Like that. So, yeah. Still my manager to this day.
0: It was meant to be. Yeah. I love stories like that because it's always like, you need credits. And to get credits, you need credits.
2: Right. Exactly. Same thing happened with my agent. You know, I, luckily I had like one clip, this show called Detroit 187. Like, and it was drama and I was crying. It was amazing and all this shit. And and she sent it to him and uh, he was like, I never get. He said, you know what, man? You don't have credits. Nobody knows who you are. She, he said, but I have to believe that talent still stands for something in this town.
1: Mm.
2: He's like, and, and and he signed me. He's now, he's my, he went to a bigger agency that wouldn't accept me
1: mm.
2: and so I ended up having to leave him and go with who was someone who I think was like his assistant at the time or, and um, stay with her for a while and now the bigger agency, agency which he's with has accepted me so now I'm back with him. Oh, dope. You know, so yeah, it's kind of cool.
0: What's that thing that you said dancers won't like to hear?
2: Is, what I told myself I could never be mm. and it's no disrespect like I looked up to a lot of guys I don't even want to say no names that like you know might be out on a promenade or out on Hollywood Boulevard you know and, and at Universal dancing I would go and I would look up to these guys these guys were like hero to me heroes to me you know and a lot of them were 40s 50s mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying 50, 45, 50 up there you know still getting off and I looked up to them like I strive to be like him, but I told myself that could never be me mm-hmm. I don't love these steps that much do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. same way when it came to the commercial world you know it's a lot of guys who never thought about what was next you know never really tried to establish themselves as choreographers something to last a long time and I've seen them like not know what's next you know what I mean it's not even about struggling but it's not it's one thing to struggle and not even know what you want to do with your life no more I told myself that could never be me. I don't love it that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, same way with the rap shit. I'm not finna be the nigga constantly putting my shit on SoundCloud every day. I don't love it that much. For the respect, I I need to eat. It's mm-hmm. still life. I gotta eat. You know what I mean? I still love it. I still write. I still work work with my music. I still I still love dance. But I don't love it that much. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and too... And that I don't mean it in disrespect. It's because I have been fortunate enough to have other avenues that I can go to. You know, so that's no disrespect to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I said I, me, I don't love it that much. Because I know I have other things and I want to I wanna be great in all things that I can do. 16 years as a dancer, handled that.
0: Yeah, it's a lot.
2: I at least got a deal back when deals were the thing to get. Yeah. Handled that. Yeah, so...
0: I understand. This is a conversation that, like, me and my friends... I don't have so many close friends that are in the dance world. Mm. But this, the conversation we have around now is, like, what's most important to us. And sometimes, you know, it's like, I'm having my apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, not the most important, but yes. having a certain sense of stability. Something to call your own. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? <laughs> this,
2: <laughs> I, maybe, like... um like, when it comes to that whole, you know, you know I, not knowing what's next thing. You know, mm-hmm. I got a lot of friends that they don't know what's next, you know. And I'm not the kind of guy to look down on them for that, you mm-hmm. know. I'm the one that just kind of wish they did, you know what I mean. Um, and two, it's a new generation nowadays, you know. Dancers don't have to have credits anymore, you know. I don't know what that's about. But I used to hate on it, you know. I used to really, but that was because of me. I used to hate on it, but not because, granted, I still don't like a lot of them. You know, they're they're work, but I don't have to. But it was more of me. Granted, I was on my way out the game anyway, but I was still more frustrated at the fact of, damn, I want to teach, but my credits don't mean nothing. Like, I've literally gotten told from studios, nobody knows who you are. Meanwhile, somebody's teaching there who taught a class somewhere, you know, they couldn't have this long of a conversation with you about what they've done in their life and their career and vice versa. So it took me a while to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I do want to say that I give a lot of love to the new generation. I don't like everything that I see, but the game is no longer mine. So I, I, it's not much I can say, which is why I do want to at least like teach a class. I am, sorry, I'm definitely going to teach a class, you know, soon.
0: And we'll post, you'll let us know, right? So we of can course. post on the dance speaker yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, okay. of course.
2: But I, I want to give a lot of love to the new generation because what I do respect out of what they do is their hustle. Mm-hmm. it's what they have nowadays, the social media, these platforms, and they're taking it and they're making some great things with it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't have to like all of that work. And I, most of it, I don't. So fucking what? I'm proud to see people, you know, going after their dreams. And I had to humble myself to that point when I was frustrated at it. And it was more just for me to go teach. It wasn't even for me trying to take nobody's job. But that's how heavy they've gotten with it. It's like I can't even teach. Meanwhile, somebody teaching another hit them folks and some shit just like everybody else is, but they got the class. I think it sucks for the dance community.
0: It does. It
2: really does suck for the dance community. But in order for me to be happy and sleep well at night, I got to look at the positive side. And the positive side of it is somebody's able to feed their family. Somebody's able to eat. And if these people are happy, I'm glad they're happy. I don't like it. But if they're happy, they're happy. And that's all I can.
0: Yeah, I mean, my optimistic self feels like, because this is a conversation that really comes up in the interviews and just in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that it's just an awkward phase where, like, you have certain people that were just much better with the, like, social media and not taking away from talent, just... They're great. Mm-hmm. So you have that, which doesn't always equate to, like, the people who are actually on tour right. We're not busy with social media because you're focusing on your jobs and stuff. And so now you have this disparity, and I think that everyone is noticing things all looking the same. So I do believe, and I hope that, you know, this helps, that there's now going to be more of an openness to, like, okay, everything looks the same. Who do we need to look towards?
2: I hope. I hope. Yeah. And hopefully I can, when I start teaching, I can be that guy that someone says, oh, look at how he moves. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and my last thing, this is my big bang yeah, theory. Yeah, of this course, is my last please. thing. This is my big bang theory how it all started. While everyone was working, everyone was on tour, right? Mm-hmm. You ever been in those auditions where somebody's dancing and everybody's going off and everybody's cheering like, ooh, go get it, girl. That's my nigga. You're killing yeah. it, right? And meanwhile, you're looking at it like, they suck. Right, that's because that's their friend that you're in their friend on, because their friend is mediocre. They don't want their friend to feel bad. They know their friend probably not gonna get the job, so they they also. You want to support
0: the people that you naturally. Right. I feel.
2: I believe all those people started teaching, and then social media came along, and all that mediocrity gained momentum, and a fan base, and it became what's hot, and it became the norm, because they could never make it on a tour or a what what they were striving for. And now it's a whole new platform that was birthed in mediocrity. And and that's, you know, and that's where, you know, that's that's how that started.
0: That makes sense.
2: I'm glad they're doing whatever they're doing now, because I really do see some great things happening. But that's definitely in my mind where it started. Because you had a lot of people that were bitter. Why did I can't get the job? Because it is that did did I could have did the same thing, right? But I fought, I worked for it, and granted, everybody can't get the job. Just like I can't hate on this new generation. It was tough at the beginning. It was really, really tough at, for me at the beginning because I feel like I gave fucking 18 years now, 20 years, whatever to this game. And I can't even teach the young because the young is trying to teach me mm. kind of sense that me.
0: I think it's just like a gap in education. Yeah. Like I agree with you and I think it's a gap in education. Like they don't even know what to want because yeah. they just haven't seen Like it's just not been in their face. Mm-hmm. When I talk to them, it's just like they grew up wherever they grew up. And the teachers didn't necessarily let them know of anything. Like, maybe mm-hmm. their teachers didn't know. Then they come to L.A. They have no... Like, this whole time, it's like they have blinders on, but they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And then they're told, like, what they're doing, let's say, hip-hop isn't real hip-hop. or And that's yeah. like, well, uh, what were we supposed to do? So, I, I, I don't know. I believe that, like, there's a way to, like, bridge that gap. And I what you're saying, I think, has something to it Yeah. for sure.
2: But, man, I got a platform now, and, and you know, it's it's inspiring kids, and they got kids moving, and it's all over the place, so... You know, m- more power to it. I do I do think... I, I hate seeing everybody look the same. Though. There's a lack of individuality. It hurts
0: me. It makes me so sad.
2: Yeah, it's a lack of individuality.
0: In some ways, I felt like I was born a little bit later than I was supposed to be because I really feel like the generation right before me mm-hmm. was, like, the one I was supposed to be in. Right, <laughs>
1: right. Or right.
0: I wish that I was more confident when I was a teenager so mm-hmm. I could have just auditioned then. But now I wonder if maybe that's, like, the purpose, like, I'm supposed to be in the middle. Yeah. Like, not quite in the younger one, not quite in the one right above me. So, you know, I want to thank you so much for speaking so openly. Of course. Really about everything. Thank Um, you for having me. These stories. I'm like, I'm dumbfounded. I love when I'm
1: dumbfounded. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm like,
0: what just happened? (laughs) And for everything that it took for you to be here today, Mm -hmm. you know, from dropping your daughter off to taking this chunk of time Mm -hmm. to being early. I've noticed some of the greatest dancers that have, like, the craziest resume, they're also the most on time.
2: Oh, because if you're early, you're on time. And if you're on time, you're, you're late. late. I live yep. and die by that. Oh, if yeah. you're late,
0: you don't come.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, like, thank you for everything that you've done and, you know, everything that you're up to in the world. So just full gratitude to you.
2: Gosh, y'all. thank you for doing this.
1: And, you know. Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> it feels Hilarious. <I laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening to our dance speak podcast for inquiries suggestions comments on your favorite guests or who you'd like to see on the show please email us at dance speak podcast at gmail.com that's d-a-n-c-e-s-p-e-a-k-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and check back in next week for our latest interview thank you so much